You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. To the RB1 Pulling Fantasy Football Podcast brought to you by Fakings.com. I am, as always, your humble host, Pete Rogers, joined, as always, by Clark Barnes. Uh, Clark, how are you? Had my first week of the fantasy playoffs last week, Pete, so I hate everything. <laughs> oh, and we talked about this pre show, but sadly, Clark does not benefit from a two week playoff. It is a single week elimination. And uh, Tom Brady could not pull it out. Yeah, have been riding high on the Patriots. And uh, that came back and bit me this week. But that's okay. We we are on to my last remaining league that I'm in the playoffs in. And we're going to recover. And we got this. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the that's spirit. That. That's the spirit. Yeah. That's that. So uh, pulling back the curtain on the piano. I'm not entirely sure when we'll actually be releasing this podcast. But recording it. Tuesday night, back-to-back nights, uh, because I'm busy tomorrow night, in which we normally record it, going to see the Nutcracker to get into the holiday spirits. Uh, maybe we'll release it Wednesday. Maybe we'll just stay on brand and we'll release it Thursday. So if any of the things that we discuss seem a little oot-to-date, um, we apologize for that. But, uh, you know, we've given ourselves enough of a preface here that... Yeah, it can't really come at us on the Twitter sphere. Not that anyone really comes at us on the Twitter sphere. It's sad, but you know. Is that why you shave your mustache, Pete? Because you're going to the ballet. I'm going. To, I have to look presentable. I have to look like a like a okay. good presentable man and put it in my get my suit ready. Get my my clean aesthetic face looking good. If I could grow a more luscious stash, in the sense of like maybe like a like a Ron Swanson lip coverer. Uh, that looks like a wow. That guy has got a mustache. Then maybe I can continue it throughout a a very fancy event. But somehow when it's like a oh oh yeah, I guess oh yeah, I guess he has a mustache. I don't feel like I can necessarily wear that to a, a fancy event. Well, I disagree. But the ballet oh, is you. fun. I think you're going to have a great time. It's a much underrated activity. Uh, so I really actually enjoy going to the ballet and the opera. So you are going to have a great time. Thank you, sir. I'm very uh, excited. On top of well. my meatheadism, I do enjoy the arts. Look at you! Yes. Oh, know, this yeah. is so delightful. This is why. This is why there are many. There are times that where in any podcast where it's good to have uh, not a lot planned because you learn things about each other and you just Fulfilled. have delightful conversations to fill the time. Um, but we do have things planned. Don't get us wrong. We have lots planned today. We got some breaking news at the top of the show. Uh, some week 15 start and sits. If you're still in the fantasy playoff or like me, uh, you play in a two game elimination. <laughs> uh, and then we are going to do some would you rather play the greatest game in the podcast sphere. Now we might be joined 
by um, Pro Football Focus's editor, fantasy editor Daniel Kelly, an alum of fake teams. Uh, he's currently trying to deal with some technical difficulties, so we shall see if that works out. Uh, but until then, let's start with the breaking news. Aaron Rodgers, we alluded to this on uh, Tuesday's podcast. Aaron Rodgers is clear to play. So he is back in the NFL, back ready to lead the Packers to the playoffs. Um, Brett Hundley did exactly what any backup quarterback should do, which is just win enough games to keep you slightly in playoff contention. So if you are a fantasy owner who kept Aaron Rodgers on your bench, or at the very least have shrewdly picked him up off the waiver wire, then Good on you. It'll be interesting to see how he comes back and plays, but he's been cleared to play. So he will be suiting up, presumably, this week. Yeah, I saw perhaps the dumbest headline that I've seen this year uh, about this of Hunley making it hard decision on if Rodgers comes back or, or something like it's so dumb that I even said it more poorly than it was written. Uh, so it's clear that some people don't watch the games, and that's fine because there's 16, like, People doing it's radio and podcasts. Like, I'm, I'm not judging these people as like, boy, look how stupid you are. And I only watched four games this week, but I happened to watch Brent Hundley play. And you nailed it. Brent Hundley did what you hope out of your backup quarterback. He won you a couple games. He's young. He can still develop and he can still do well. But this is not a decision. This is not. This not, is not. That, that is the dumbest thing. And I don't want to call this it is, now. But This ugh. is a perfect example of what we talked about, again, pre-show, pulling back the uh, curtain on the piano, of sports headlines starting to put question marks in them. Brett Hundley making it. Well, no, damn it. That actually makes it. A, that actually works. <laughs> Brett Hundley Brett, making it a tough decision on McCarthy? Question mark? No. No, he's not. No, no. He's back See, at quarterback. Question mark is wrong there. No. Wrong use yeah. of the question mark. Um, you shouldn't so, write articles with question marks in them unless it is specifically an article about the question mark. That is the only time that that's acceptable. This has been the editing with Clark Barnes. Other breaking news, Kenny Britt signed with the New England Patriots. Uh, he went from not winning a single game this year to suddenly being in the playoffs. Oh, I mean, genius, genius move by the Patriots. <laughs> Bringing in a veteran. That was brilliant. in a tough veteran. He's going to really help him with a veteran really gonna, depth. You know, he's really going to work. Uh, you know, he's really going to increase the overall height of the Patriots receiving core. Brilliant um, move. Brilliant move by Belichick. Brilliant move. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, don't get excited. I, as a Patriots fan, can say this. I have seen... There's a long list of veteran wide receivers who've burned out in New England. Uh, Chad Ochocinco... Um, remember when Reggie Wayne played for the Patriots for a preseason and then decided that it was too much work being on the Patriots. So don't, don't be thinking that Kenny Britt's about to come in here and like the whole league on fire. Yeah. So the, the Kenny Britt story is we hope that he does well, much like the Josh Gordon story in that he's shown that he has talent and he's shown that he's a good player in the past. He has also like Josh Gordon completely disappeared at least for this year. So I, I don't think you expect anything from him anytime soon. But if you're just staring at an empty spot on your roster, I mean, if you're playing week 16, maybe. I mean, I don't even think it's worth that. So d- d- nothing to get excited about here. Nothing to see here. Let's just yeah. 
everybody get there, you know, clapping for the Patriots out of the way, and then we can move on to the actual fantasy playoffs. Yeah. Yep. 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 And, and if this had happened maybe week nine or 10 or so, like, yeah, sure. Then that's a nice waiver wire ad that maybe you can store it and, and kind of hope for the best. Um, but in the playoffs, you're not, you're not, who are you going to drop? Who are you going to sacrifice on your roster to get Kenny? No, this is dumb. We're finished this conversation. We spent too much time already on this. Let's move, yeah. uh, to week 15 start and sits. If you are playing in this, well done. Congratulations. If it was a single elimination, you made it past the first round. Uh, our compliments to you. If you are playing in a two-week uh, elimination, then hopefully you either have a big enough lead on your opponent that you, uh, you know, regardless of what might happen, you feeling pretty confident about the victory. Or if you're behind, you're behind by just a bit. And it's because you just didn't make the one right move when it needed uh, to be made. But that's what we're here for. We're here to help that help you make that one right move. I've seen a lot of interesting questions about can I sit AJ Green? Can I sit Mike Evans? And of course, it matters who you're potentially starting over them to state the incredibly obvious. But yes, uh, people that say you start your studs, I agree for like the first three, four weeks of the season. But sometimes these guys show you that they're just not having a good year. And then a bunch of people like uh, Pete and myself go on podcasts and say you can absolutely sit them. And then they score two touchdowns and have a great game a la Jordan Howard. So, yeah. yeah. And how again, about, like, how's that for running in circles? I like it. Uh, <laughs> again, uh, we're now at the point now we're at the point where it doesn't matter. You're not playing for consistency across multiple weeks. You're playing for the best performance in week 15. So with that in mind, uh, I have a start and a sit for you this week. Uh, for those out there tuning in with your little ear holes to start Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake has been electric for this Miami's offense and has suddenly made Miami look good, which is kind of awful to say, uh, this is a painful thing for me to discuss because he was a one-man wrecking crew against the Patriots on Monday night, and I really just can't bring myself to kind of come to terms with the fact that the Patriots lost to Miami on Monday night football. That being said, this seems to – I mean, every year the Patriots need at least one kind of December loss to remind them that they can lose and get them get Belichick able to yell and cuss at the entire team and get them focused back on uh, what's at hand. We're on to Pittsburgh. Yeah, we're on to Pittsburgh. Uh, but he is playing against the Buffalo Bills, who have a awful defense. In fact, it is the 32nd ranked defense at uh, holding uh, opposing running backs in fantasy scoring. They just gave up a whole bundle of points to 300-year-old Frank Gore in the snowstorm. Uh, Kenya Drake has been extremely explosive. He's coming off of back-to-back 100-plus yard rushing games. He's also instrumental in the passing attack. He looks, you know, Miami looks frisky and he's a big part of that. So I am, I am confident on Kenny and Drake's talent. I think he is the reason that they traded Jay Ajayi and felt comfortable getting rid of him. So you got to play him for matchup purposes and just because he's hot, play the hot hand. Yeah. He's one of those guys that just comes on late. And if you got him, if you went out there, if you spent the fab, if you were smart enough, if you're the genius, you leave him in. Good for you. And if somehow he's sitting out there on the waiver wire or if you've been watching him blow up on your bench starting someone like Geo or Joe Mixon and we still don't know how that's going to turn out. Right. Yeah, you ride the hot hand here. I mean, the, the Dolphins have looked surprisingly good for the past couple of weeks. So you, who you knew? Who would have thought? Uh, my sit for the week. And this is, again, both of these uh, 
as as traditional with the podcast at our start and sits, uh, both of these have invested interest in because shocker, they're on my team. So yeah, I'm starting Kenyon Drake, uh, and I'm sitting Stefan Diggs. Um, I talked about this on Monday show or Tuesday show. Uh, Stefan Diggs has been not exactly the fantasy receiver that I was expecting, given a his start. I mean, remember he started off with two 20 yard, 20 point performances in three weeks and then got injured. And since coming back from that injury, he's only put up one double digit game. His last four games, he's scored three, six, three and six in standard scoring on ESPN. Those sixes are fine, but I want double digits. Like we said at the top of this, you know, I want the best performances for week 15. I don't care about consistency from week to week. And the uh, and the Vikings this week are facing the Bengals, who are fourth uh, in limiting opposing wide receivers. So, you know, is he is he worth putting that risk? Eh, maybe. I'm personally starting Marquise Goodwin over him because Goodwin has a much better matchup and has shown me a lot more in the last two weeks um, and is Jimmy Garoppolo's favorite target. So, you know, that's my confidence level. It's hard to start digs with Minnesota quarterback Case Keenum hooked on a feeling. Marquis Goodwin, actually, uh, another good start. He We broke this down a little bit on the podcast earlier this week. He is absolutely getting the number one targets. He is absolutely not a dominant wide receiver, but he's going to get the volume. He is incredibly fast. The only thing you're worried about with the Niners is, are they going to score? But he was targeted in the red zone. They were running a ton of plays to him. So he's going to get you the, he's going to get you that 12, 13, 14 target volume and not little dink and dunk wide receiver screens either. So I like that you bring up Goodwin. If you stashed him and are worried, but need someone, Goodwin, also a really good start this week. Hey, I learned from you, Clark. You are always the man of the people and present a start when you present a sit. And so, hey, I take after your example, and I wanted to provide a start when I gave a sit. Loving it. I would like your opinion on a defensive matchup. I know DSTs are not applicable in every week, but we've got uh, New England against Pittsburgh or throwing a dart going with the Falcons this week who play against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are imploding and have the next Jay Cutler, perhaps, under center. Wow. I want to. I, I, I left that pause there because I want that to sink in because that might be the most apt comparison to what we've seen out of Jameis Winston so far in his career. I mean, so I'm making this choice in my league, and I'm picking Atlanta because the bu- the Bucks are turning the ball over so much. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's I think it's the right choice. I think the Patriots' defense is constructed around limiting scoring, um, which is obviously great for fantasy. But they don't really get that many takeaways, and they don't really get that many sacks. If you're looking at things that really kind of get you those bonus fantasy points, it's interceptions, it's sacks, and it's forced fumbles. The Patriots, I don't. Their defense is is kind of a bend. I mean, it's a bend, don't break. It's all about like, sure, we'll let you go down the field, but we're going to force you to kick field goals. Uh, I would trust the Atlanta Falcons defense, especially one that's coming off of a game where they played pretty well against uh, Drew Brees in, in in the kind of a takeaway department. So you're throwing in Jameis Winston, who's going to be throwing it away like a hot potato. Yeah, I'll take the Falcons defense. Yeah, that's my that's my start set question for this week. 
Perfect. Um, excellent. Well, there you go. We put it at the top of the show that, so that you, the listeners, can get to that good, good fantasy advice right away. Uh, we're now Let's now move on to the most exciting, the greatest, the all-around best game on the podcast sphere. And, and with that, we like to welcome on Pro Football Focus Fantasy Editor Daniel Kelly um, and alum of Fake Teams. Uh, Daniel, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. Having a good night. Ready for uh, an awful Thursday night game. Ah, that's exact. That's what we're here for. We all are always about the awful Thursday night games. Um, It's been kind of a trend here on the show to discuss at length games that really no one actually watches or cares about. Um, So we've uh, we've survived whatever the Internet has thrown at us. And we're finally now getting you onto the show. Uh, It's time to play. Like I said, we are going to play. Would you rather? The game is very simple. We have all presented situations, and with those situations, the others will then have to pick which they'd rather have. Um, Let us start off. I will start off with a fantasy football-specific one. Um, You are in a Dynasty League, and would you rather have for the Dynasty League, would you rather have Leonard Fournette or Kareem Hunt? I think you go with Fournette here in the Dynasty League. Uh, You want to have the guy that carries the most value going into the offseason. Everybody's really down on Kareem Hunt right now after having a big start to the season and then kind of dying off. I think people are still excited about what they're seeing from Leonard Fournette, even though he's powering a team that I refuse to recognize as good (laughs) in the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think you go with the bigger, hotter asset that the team spent more draft capital on. And also, I think kind of the better all-around back with Fournette. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go Hunt. Um, I've never been a big Fournette guy. I want a running back who can catch more passes than he does, especially, I mean, everything's going PPR these days, especially I don't know a single dynasty that's not PPR. But I I just, I don't trust Fournette to stay healthy or catch the passes long-term. I'm not as down on Hunt as the general community has been. He's still getting the touches. It was just a bad run. Uh, Give me Hunt. I'll take both of them, but give me Hunt first. Differing opinions is exactly what we want on this show. Uh, so yeah, so I would agree. I I mean, I can see the pluses and minuses of both players. What I will say is I think that if you are in a dynasty league and someone in your league is uh, like Clark alluded to, and, and in everyone, the whole fantasy community has been, uh, if you're low on, if you, they're low on hunt, uh, I would, I would see if you could, you, you could buy low on hunt, get them on your team. Um, because he's going to be a good running back. He's going to be he's going to be in that offense, uh, and that, that offense is most likely going to be constructed around him. Especially if he regains some of what he has shown in the early part of the season, and then when inevitably the Chiefs move on uh, to Pat Mahomes next year, they're going to want to emphasize the run game with a, uh, a young quarterback behind center. Yes, Pat Mahomes is taking over next year. You heard it here. Breaking news. Hot take. Daniel, as our guest, let's hear your would you rather. Um, well, I, I pose this mainly because I think I think I might have the hot take on it for this week. But going into this weekend, would you start Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? That's a good question. You have Brady against the Steelers. And who's Rodgers opening up against? He's at Carolina. Oh, dang. I would go with Brady 
Uh, and this is coming from a Patriots fan who lives and breathes for angry Tom Brady. Uh, these are the games immediately following any time where Brady puts together an awful performance and the Patriots look completely beatable and he looks old and he just doesn't look like his traditional excellent self. Um, the week after, he tends to be able to just come in and just rip the league apart. Uh, like this is going to be a time where he will probably throw upwards of 50 passes and either the team will succeed astronomically on his shoulders or will come crashing down to earth and everyone all the articles that were written about brady being 40 and that finally catching up to him uh will look vindicated in his in an awful performance to get the steelers but i think i would have to go homer here and, and i would say brady in this week so no surprise that the uh, patriots fan takes tom brady Shocker, here. i know yeah. i think you're i like both of these guys this week uh but uh for no reason other than I just want to see it happen this way. Uh, I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers. The Packers have just been sputtering and chugging along with mediocre play from Brent Hundley, and it's going to be great to see Rodgers come back. I don't think that he's going to need a couple of games to knock the rust off, and you know the wide receivers are uh, chomping at the bit to get a quarterback uh, under center again. So I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Rodgers for this one. I just did this sneaky maneuver of I saw Jordy on the uh, waiver wire and I was like, you know what? I know I've said this in a few articles and a few times on the podcast that Jordy is uh, worth dropping and never picking up. But uh, Santa Claus is back in town. And so I'm going to take myself up some Jordy and hope that he just starts catching touchdowns like a madman. There's no reason at all not to stash him. If nothing else, keep him away from somebody else who's going to try that. Uh, but yeah, give me Rogers this week. I just. I mean, Brady, where everybody talks about this bad game uh, on Monday night, but we ignore that he didn't do much for fantasy the week before that either. He's he's done by any means, all these, oh, he's 40, whatever. He, I'll believe Brady's done when he's actually done. But, you know, you know, we're not comparing him to Kirk Cousins or Dak Prescott. This is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers on the field. I'm going to pick Aaron Rodgers over just about anybody just about every week. No, I and I just saw it's actually funny that you brought that up because I just remembered I saw a tweet that I then tweeted out of fake teams's account, uh, retweeted out of fake teams's account, which is basically if you look back at fan at Brady's performances in like week 15 and 16 for the last three or four years, they've been not great. Uh, they've been actually been tend to be pretty bad. And he this person was making the point that like Brady just doesn't care about your fantasy team and is actively tanking. So there is something definitely to be said for the fact that Brady does seem to not necessarily uh, put his best foot forward in the waning months of the season or the waning I, weeks. I, of the season. I always wonder what what that is. is it you know is it age that he's getting older and the season goes on and he's wearing down? Is it the Patriots are always so far ahead in the East that through it? I, yeah. I never know what it is, but it's it's definitely a real thing. Yeah, no, it's definitely a trend, and it could it could just be that the Patriots are always so far in the East and have the AFC lo- East pretty much on lockdown that it's just kind of like, well, whatever, we'll just kind of let the cards play out. Yeah, and it's the biggest telegraphed punch that we always forget about. The Patriots come up with this running back who they just get eight touchdowns the last few weeks, and we <laughs> know that they're going to freaking do it to us, and then we're still surprised when it's week 13 and you're like, what happened to Tom? He's been carrying my team, and then this running back just got like four touchdowns this week. All of a sudden, Sexy Rexy has just scored every other touch. Yeah, I like it. Y'all had some good fantasy questions. Um, I don't. So my would you rather, and we'll start with 
we'll start with you, Daniel, on this one. Would you rather live in a world where every internet search and page view is immediately tweeted from your account? Your friends and family know this, and your enemies are also aware. Or would you rather be a Browns fan? Oh, God. Uh, I'm going to pick Browns <laughs> fan because that could go real poorly. Uh, I'm, I'm married with three kids, and, and uh, the kids are new, so I haven't done a whole lot of wrong yet. But who knows how that'll go as they get older. <laughs> I'll be a Browns fan and just hope something happens. Yeah, I think Browns fan is, is the right choice here. Plus, and this is going to sound as the most like spoiled Patriots fan thing ever. Like, it'll be fun to root for a team that sucks. It's fun to go into Sundays with the expectation of losing. And then anytime you even come close to a victory, you're like, woo, that was fun. Um, but I know that's also just like a spoiled fan who hasn't had a losing season since basically the time I came into this world. If you told me I was a Browns fan for life, like I, I could just move on and find something else to do with my days. It's it would make your Sunday your Sunday would suddenly open up. You'd have so much free time on Sunday. Right. It's like I'm a baseball fan and I'm a Rangers fan. And you know, we made it to the World Series twice. We were one strike away. We've been within the realm of being contenders six out of the last seven years. And every time it's get your hopes up and get dashed and you just want to die. A Browns fan, don't get your hopes up. You can just go on about your life and have things to do on a Sunday. Oh, I like it. Uh, and actually, Clark, this is a perfect. This is you can tell that we're on the same wavelength when it comes to this game because I, my second would you rather is also involving the Browns, but it's uh, an actual football discussion because these are two players that the Browns could have under center, but they both they chose on both of them to pass. Would you rather, if you were a Browns fan, have Carson Wentz or Deshaun Watson as your quarterback? This is funny. My wife's in the next room, and she actually is a Browns fan. She's been listening to this whole conversation, just making faces at me. I'm sorry, Mrs. Kelly. Um, that, was not a, that was not a shot. I promise. Uh, I don't think she buys it. Her face is doing stuff. Um, to answer that question, I would take Watson. Um, I like Wentz. I think he's going to be fine once he's healthy. Uh, I think Watson – well, you know what? I pause. I'm going to rethink this. For fantasy, I'm going to take Watson. If I want to run a team, I might take Wentz. Um, yeah. And I guess the fact that I've changed my mind halfway through means I don't have a strong feeling either way. And I'm not sure how good my argument is. I'm going to see in real football. And I like, I think I like Wentz more for the real game. If we're going Deshaun Watson or, or Carson Wentz, uh, I, as an admitted Texans fan, so please take that with a grain of salt. Uh, Deshaun Watson was leading Matt Ryan in fantasy points as of two weeks ago when Deshaun Watson uh had missed like six games or something like that. Uh, we did see a lot of boneheaded rookie maneuvers from Deshaun Watson, but we also saw a lot of amazing, just balls to the wall, unbelievably uh, fearless play out of Deshaun Watson. And on a team uh, that has the speed of wide receiver with Will Fuller and has, uh, you know, arguably the best wide receiver in the league, arguably uh, with DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, the sky is the limit for that offense if he can come back. The hope is that we don't see the meteoric rise and then crash after the ACL injury that we've seen from some other running quarterbacks. Um, but I yeah, think either way, true. despite the ACL injuries for both quarterbacks, I think if you're making this decision, you're very happy that you're choosing between these two guys. For me, if I was a Browns fan – I would pick Carson Wentz, and I think purely just because, and this was a, a, something that was said a lot about him when the draft process was happening, he just feels like an AFC North quarterback, right? He just <laughs> feels like he's a big-bodied guy 
who can rip that ball through whatever weather you're going to have to deal with in Cleveland in the winter. He can take the hits. He can deal with the Ravens and he deal with the Steelers and just kind of keep on ticking. And I, I just feel like that's the that's the kind of quarterback that's going to sit in the AFC North and just run it for the lat, for the next five to ten years. I mean, that's what we saw with Big Ben and it's what we've seen with Joe Flacco for that small period of time where he was an elite quarterback. Offer a little bit of a hot take there and say that I don't even blame the Browns. I mean, yeah, you'd like to have wins, you'd like to have Watson. Nobody thought they were going to be like this. If they were, they would have been taken higher. I think the Browns could have done it, but honestly, if these guys were in Cleveland, they wouldn't be doing what they did in Houston and Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm with you. It is, eventually. it is a whole lot easier to break down the draft a year or two after it happens. I'm with That's you. fair. That's fair. And, it, and it's so fun to make fun of the Browns. Right. Yeah. What would it would be a real in a world where we already can't really make fun of the Jaguars anymore? It would be a, a weird world to not be able to make fun of the Browns either. <laughs> Daniel, do you have another would you rather? Yes. Uh, would you rather every game play be played in the weather conditions that it was Buffalo this past weekend or in a dome? Ooh. A dome. I mean, if, if I have to look at every play like that it was really fun to see that game in buffalo and having that as the outlier game was really fun uh it would be a completely boring different game if that was every play so i'm gonna have to take the boring i'll I'll go with the dome i oh god clark i'm glad i let you go first because i was all about to be like oh are you kidding me crazy snow blizzard all the time this is exactly what i want but then you bring up a good point in that I think part of the excitement and the joy and the wonder of the crazy snow blizzard game was the fact that it was unique and it was such like a, a moment of like child euphoria where you're like, oh my God, I remember on snow days and you're just like throwing your body around and there's snow everywhere. But if that was the norm and every game was this slugfest that was like 10, 13 with multiple missed field goals and people slipping all everywhere, everywhere and there's no passing game to speak of little boring it would be like the nfl that you know two generations ago knew um so yeah i guess i would have to i would have to take dome and hope that throughout the season one of the dome roofs just collapse and so you get a (laughs) random weather game i think that's got to be the right answer but man it'd be fun if you were just guaranteed a couple games like you know figure out some way to climate control and one game every week will be uh, right the colts bills whatever now, so there's the question is, would you rather have like one or two games of that or perfect weather from forever? I 100% take you got to have at least one or two just like insane, crazy snow games because those are excellent. They're so much fun. And those are so much better than the, the games where the weather's fine. It's just negative six degrees. Those are right. cold and just look awful. But when yeah, you have like the, deep snow drifts, that's great. That's so much fun. Yeah, like the steel, uh, not the Steelers, the Seahawks Vikings game where it was just that playoff game last year. Last year? Yeah. Where it was just, or two years ago, where it was just uh, horrid temperatures and you couldn't move the ball at all or kick it because it was just a frozen rock. Um, that looked not fun for anyone. Yeah, it's fun to go down memory lane. I mean, remember that week three or four years ago when everybody was really worried about the game randy moss was gonna have when it was snowing and ended up with like four touchdowns by halftime oh yeah uh, it was against the so titans not it always, was a beautiful game yeah not always a slog fest uh in the snow so not when you yeah. got tom brady under center yeah well okay all right all right um, <laughs> you knew what you're getting yourself into clark yeah i know sorry i should i was a randy moss you know plug but i guess we'll let Tom participate a little bit. Okay. So I've got one more 
would you rather and both of you are uh editors so this will will actually apply to you even though I'll, uh i've got the script set up for the rb1 podcast so would you rather live in a world where the rb1 colon a fantasy podcast is thrust into the spotlight when legendary podcaster and nfl personality and dare I say friend of the podcast, Dan Hanzus, mentions the RB1 podcast during a breaking news live on-air report revealing that the New England Patriots have just traded a conditional sixth-round pick and newly signed wide receiver Kenny Britt to the San Francisco 49ers in exchange for the beautiful and majestic Jimmy Garoppolo just days after rumors surface regarding a torrid affair between young Jimmy and consonant Shanahan, and as of yet, unheard of Shanahan family member, but you were unable to appear on the aforementioned podcast that week because you had to attend a napkin selection dinner with your lovely fiance in preparation for your upcoming wedding or good after becoming a successful sports ball producer, rising through the ranks at faketeams.com, you go on and found your own sports media empire, a la the Huffington Post for the sports world. The only thing matching the meteoric rise of the value of McRogers Media Inc. is the unchecked growth of your out-of-control ego and growing hatred of the poor and the lazy. One night, Dale Earnhardt Jr., who just happens to be walking down the right street at the right time films a pixelated but clear enough cell phone video of you cruelly berating a down-on-her-luck corgi whose only crime is being cursed with legs just long enough to be the perfect size to trip you as you walk down the street. And she was an hour late getting home to her eight puppies at home who were just sitting around the table hungry and waiting for mom. After the video goes viral and your media empire crashes practically overnight, an overzealous judge who's up for re-election in the upcoming year sentences you to 200 hours of community service at a local high school for ne'er-do-well teenagers. After a rocky start, as the court-mandated editor-in-chief of the school newspaper, through a heartwarming series of unexpected and delightfully comical events, you find these users simply misunderstood and miscast as troublemakers, when in reality, each student is blessed with their own unique blend of skills and moxie. Near the end of the semester, filled with lots of laughs and countless life lessons, and even a few tears, the ragtag bunch of school newspaper reporters are unexpectedly invited to compete in the annual citywide Little Pulitzer's Journalism Citywide High School Newspaper and Little Journos competition. Even though the competition has been won for the past 27 years by the rich kids who grew up on the other side of the tracks, the good side of the tracks, your team of young authors is convinced that in the end, good writing and hard work can beat out money and privilege. After your team breaks an amazing story, uncovering rampant abuse by the police, who's being, which is being covered up by the chief of police, who resembles a down-on-his-luck Billy Thornton, your team's hopes and dreams are crushed when they lose to the privileged school's story titled, Why Patriotism Matters to Me More Now Than Ever. Uh, wow. wow. That, I, I have to, it's past my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> that was a beautiful, beautiful story. Uh, and now, and now I feel just like a copycat because my my second, my final would you rather is also a lengthy thought piece, but not as long. And that was and nowhere near as as beautifully uh, scripted and constructed. That was a that was an essay that was worth 
every second of that of that of my listening. Um, but I would have to go with the first one. The first, the first. Would you rather the podcast gets gets famous, and I'm okay missing my my spot in the sun uh, to to complete the rigorous tasks of uh, of setting up a wedding? Sure, I'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. No one, no one is taking the Mighty Ducks story. No one's going to take no the, Mighty the Mighty Ducks, Ducks story. Okay, fine. I'll I'll do the Mighty <laughs> Ducks story. There you yeah, go. Teach those kids a lesson. You got <laughs> right about patriotism. It works. Uh, um, yeah, that was that was beautiful. Wow. Um, I almost I almost feel I feel bad about my next one because I just feel like I won't live up to it. But just edit it around. My, just edit it this around. Is my, fine. This is my feeble attempt at being Clark. Um, so you're sitting at your desk. You're doing your job that you do. And your boss walks by and says, hi, you're doing a great job. Keep up the good work. You smile and nod, appreciative of your boss's kind words. As you return to work, suddenly a sinkhole opens up under your chair and you tumble Alice in Wonderland style into a magical, fictitious world. Would you rather that sinkhole dump you into an animated Disney world, a la Enchanted, where everyone speaks in song and there are wonderful dance choreography, but you're cast as the villain's sidekick with some redeemable qualities like La Fou from The Beauty and the Beast? Or would you rather fall into a world with witches and wizards, a world of magic and spells, but you're just a lowly muggle who gets made fun of with your all your wizard friends? Uh-oh. Sounds like Daniel has actual life responsibilities to take care of. Well, my wife and my brother-in-law are taking care of I'm hoping I can escape. So I'm just trying to cover up the crying right now. And my, my answer is easily being the sidekick in an enchanted world because that sounds fun as hell. Um, only thing I'd have to say is I'd have to be the... Uh, mute or non-singing sidekick because nobody else would want me to sing my singing voice is very bad i'll also choose um, the sidekick because that would be so much kick ass a little oh. choreography and everything so yeah fun. i mean how do you say no to be living in a world that's filled with music and dance choreography and just delightful disney fun yeah, yeah. magic is just cheating it's like i don't know how to explain this so magic <laughs> Ah, excellent. Excellent. Good. I'm glad we're all on the same page. That was, you know, I really use that as a test to figure out whether or not the person who I'm meeting for the first time is my friend. And luckily you both have passed. Hooray. (laughs) Uh, Daniel, do you have a final would you rather for us before we wrap up the show? Really, this is cheating because it's just a fun stat. I'm trying to find a way to word it into a question. In a league. No, I can't do it. I just want to say, did you know that Brett Hundley has more 20 point fantasy days than Matt Ryan and Marcus Mariota combined. As wow. someone who's watched the Falcons and Titans play a lot this year, I did not know that, but I am zero surprised by that. No, excuse me, I'm sorry. The same amount, but still. The same, even still, even still, that's shocking. The, point is, uh, the Matt Ryan, the Matt Ryan decline. I feel like maybe it's this extreme was not expected, but you could definitely see it. I mean, he put together an MVP season, and no one's really going to keep that up for consistently. The Marcus Mariota failure to take the next step has really been disappointing to watch. It's been it's been tough to uh, to live in a world where you draft Marcus Mariota a la myself uh, and think that he is going to take you to the next level. Then suddenly um, you find yourself five weeks in having to start someone you picked up off the wire wire. Yeah, and you just we've been waiting for Marcus Mariota to take the step because we see these beautiful passes and he's got some wheels and we want to see it happen. But the Titans coaching staff has told us exactly what they're going to do and have yeah. done it, which makes me feel even sillier for drafting him in a lot of places. The bad thing about Ryan is if you told me 18 months ago this is Ryan's 2017 season, 
nobody would have complained about it. This is just about in line with who he is and has yeah. been. It was just last year got us so greedy. Yeah, no, that's super true. That's a really good point. This this is, you know, this is a very typical Matt Ryan season. And just last year was so astronomical. And that's again, and that's like why I don't feel like it's the his his decline has been that crazy or his step back in the fantasy world. But Mariota's lack of uh, a step forward has been very disheartening. Our we uh, we don't hold back when it comes to how the Titans have treated Mariota on this podcast. <laughs> it's a big talking point for us that we need to get Marks Mariota, a head coach that actually cares about uh, progressing and improving the quarterback. We really just need to tear down the AFC South and start over across all of it. I'm with you. As long as the Texans get to keep uh, Clowney, Watt, and Deshaun Watson, I am in. Ooh, healthy that means DeAndre Hopkins is up for grabs. Wait, and DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, two of the eight. I'll trade you Brian Cushing for him. He seems like a jerk. Oh, God damn it. No one wants Brian Cushing. Before uh, we wrap, I must say, Daniel, thank you very much for joining us. And since we didn't mention this earlier, Daniel Kelly is the author of a fine zombie novel called Afterlife, which is, is sitting right next to me. So if you enjoy the zombie genre or, or nay, just enjoy fine literature, make sure to uh, rush out and buy Afterlife uh, by Daniel Kelly. Thank you so much, Daniel. I know we had technical difficulties getting you on to the show, but super appreciate your time uh, and loved having you on board. Uh, it was a ton of fun. Super fun, guys. I'm glad I could do it, and I'm glad the kids almost entirely cooperated. Hey, they, you know, what's what's a live show without a little bit of, uh, of intrigue? Absolutely. Um, excellent. Well, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, rate and review, do all those good things. Follow us on uh, the Twitter sphere at RB1 Podcast. Uh, you can follow myself at PM Rogers. Follow Clark at NFL Clark. Uh, and Daniel, what is your Twitter handle? It's at Daniel T. Kelly, and that's Kelly with an EY. Boom. Nice and easy right there. Uh, as always, we are the fantasy podcast for the porn bots. And we will talk to you next week. Good luck, everybody. Out there. Please leave this in the pod. Just a nice long silence. <laughs> Just to talk about pregnant pause. She had twins. Rawr.